Welcome to Annaswick Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Brent Lieberzeit, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Welcome to those online as well. Welcome to everybody. It's so good to uh, be uh, together again, just praising the Lord. And uh, hopefully in, in one accord, because uh, when, where there is uh, unity, there God commands a blessing and so we're believing for God's blessing on this morning which we already feel like we're in his blessing true and so good to be able to open the word up to you this morning I want to kick the devil in the head this morning Um, and I want to give God some honor today and so uh, it's going to be a big moment for some of us for for all of us uh, because there are some things I want to say that are quite out there uh, but are uh, true. Uh, I know that it comes from my interpretation of the Word of God, but it is still the Word of God. I, I still believe it's the Word of God, even though there's an interpretation with the Word of God. It is something that I don't believe we have fully embraced yet, and that is the abundant life that God brings and God wants for you. If you are, if you are living short of the abundance of life, there is something missing in your life doesn't mean that you go through difficulties and difficult circumstances and situations and think, well, you know, there's obviously something missing in my life. No, it's all about your mindset and your thinking. Uh, uh, that there is a renewing of the mind that is constantly be- happening in your life. You can never, ever stop knowing the renewing work of God in your life. It should never, ever stop. When you've got a fixation on something that you have believed to be true because of past experiences that don't match the the, the knowing of the Word of God, but you've stopped knowing and you've stopped growing because of the previous experience or circumstance, then you have belittled Jesus to something lesser than who He actually is and wants to be for your life. That was a bit tough, wasn't it? See, I'm into it already. Uh, But I just want to say what's happened What I want to do right now is I just want to kick back some of the spiritual darkness that's around your life that's actually holding you into a place, um, a a place where you shouldn't be and where you don't need to be. And if it's, you might look at the exterior, we might talk about finances, we might talk about being in happy places on mountaintops and all that, but we know the Word of God says we're on mountaintops and we're in valleys. There are mountaintop experiences, but there are also valley experiences. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because, why? Because God is with me. And the the abundant mindset does not set itself on the depression or the oppressiveness of the valley. It sets out, we, we set our mind on the fact that God is with us. And if God is with us, therefore who can be against us? And so uh, this is a really, really important message. And I really hope that I keep you awake this morning and that you don't go to Facebook or, or, or if you want to go to Facebook and post something, that's great. But anyway, if you feel you need to. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Post this. <laughs> but remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability. He gives you the ability to produce what? Wealth. To what? Confirm his covenant. What's his covenant? His covenant is all about the blessing. When you come under his regime, when you come into his kingdom, there is something that happens in you. Look, look, look at this. Let's go back. Oh, there's my phone number. <laughs> How can that just appear like that? Oh, sorry, it's not my phone number. It's a phone number. Uh, let's go back to my phone number. Because um, be good because you know again we're in this together. If you've got a word for somebody or a word for the church, or uh, uh, then please feel free to text it on through. And uh, you know people are concerned that I've got my phone number up there, uh, but I want to say this: that look, people are posting all the time and getting comments back, and you know on post Facebook or whatever Instagram. Um, but I kind of feel like this is a bit of a safe place, really. And I don't have any problems with the fact that my number is up on the screen. So do not be alarmed. I am not alarmed. 
I am not harmed by my number being on the screen. It is all good. Okay, so safe place, and uh, we trust each other, don't we? And so, uh, and I can easily block you. <laughs> you abuse me, I will just block you. There we go. Uh, but uh, again, it's this abund- abundant life. It's this abundant, abundant mindset. What's the mindset today that you are thinking about that God is dropping into your heart, even for somebody else? This isn't just a you kind of message. This is for the world. This is for the church. This is for the community. This is for Nelson. This is for anyone from Christchurch here this weekend. This is for Christchurch. Nobody. Okay, good. They've all gone back home for church. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms His covenant. There's something about the covenant work of God and the wealth of life. When we think of wealth, the word is prosperity, and I'm not a prosperity preacher, but today I am. (laughs) But there is, because there is something about the Word of God that we've got to get a hold of that actually lends ourselves more, and we don't want to swing completely to the right, and we don't want to swing completely to the left. There's a middle ground for you to understand the prosperity of God for your life. Uh, You may be poor in love, but there's a prosperity in God that produces a love that's far greater than the poverty of love that you feel right now. You might be poor in peace, but when the power of God comes on your life, there's an overflow. So there's an abundance. You know, we, we often think that life is a pie. If I eat that slice of the pie, that pie is now nearly gone, right? That, at least that one-eighth of that pie is gone, but if I have another piece, that's two-eighths. If I have another piece, that's three-eighths. And we often think, well, if I keep it to myself, if I can keep it to myself, then I've only got enough for me. But life is not a pie. When you connect with the kingdom, it's about overflow. It's more than. God is the God of more than enough. And so in the overflow, we live. You live, you're meant to live in overflow. Your life is in overflow, always blessing, always encouraging, always comforting, always walking in the love of God and the power of God. You're not just coming to church on a Sunday and getting a little bit of a fill up. You are, but it's not just about that. Walk away on Sunday and you continue to do what you've been doing for most of your life. Lying, cheating, stealing, whatever. No, that's not the kingdom anymore. So now I I speak the truth and I speak love and I speak hope and I speak purpose and I speak the promise of God. Things have changed. Things are different. And so I come from a mindset now of a kingdom mindset. Look, when, when Jesus went and healed somebody, He didn't give them cancer. He gave them life. And He gave them hope and He brought miracles to them. Life and death is in the power of your what? Okay, so you think about that. You've got a mindset now of the kingdom work that's now impacting on your tongue. So what are you speaking? Do I have an abundant mindset or have I got a poverty mindset? Or what's coming out of your mouth? Uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. God speaks to Joshua. He says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may be successful wherever you go. There's a success dynamic that God has and wants for your life. Do not let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful, careful to do everything written in it. And when you are careful to do everything written in it, then, everybody say then. Then. You will what? Be successful, be prosperous, sorry, and successful twice. Success. We kind of think, well, we've shied away from the word success because that's a worldly word. No, it's not. No, it's not. How, how long ago was this 
kind of dynamic. Deuteronomy. What's that, 4,000 years ago? So it's an old word. It's an old scripture. It's an old story. Be prosperous and be successful. And it's amazing when you live uh, with a husband or you live with a wife uh, that's abusing you. Uh, it's amazing how even as a Christian, you live in economic deprivation and you begin to accept and you begin to think that this is my lot. And the doctrine that you, you begin to, uh, you know, the doctrine that you uh, begin to believe to justify that existence. It's not the kingdom way. There's a better way. Poverty, what is poverty? Let me tell you about poverty. Poverty is exhausting. Poverty is despair and is desperation inducing. Poverty is it's hope crushing. Poverty is crushing your dreams. Poverty is, is crushing your soul. Poverty is like being enclosed in a prison cell with no doors or windows. Poverty is claustrophobia, as if there is absolutely no way out. Uh, only the most resilient do not give up. Still, there is no guarantee that life will get better. And those in poverty know that all too well. They either become hardened to it and accept it, uh, or, or they, they become hardened to it and rebuke it and reject it, uh, or they just submit to its fate. They don't live life. They don't thrive. They survive. They simply survive. And then they wonder if they're predestined for this. This is my destiny. This is what's been predetermined for me. You don't live in India, people. You are not part of a caste system. Caste system in India, you'll find that there are different levels of uh, living because you are in a particular caste uh, within India. And if you're in a poverty caste, you will live in poverty and that's your lot. There is no such thing. Uh, they are very fatalistic. So whatever will, you know, Kesara Kesara should have been a song from India. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Kesara, Sarah. That's not, uh, that's not the mantra of the kingdom of God. And too often we feel we're predestined, predetermined. It's been predetermined for us to live in poverty. And yet it is not the kingdom way. And we live out a life destitute of fulfillment. We never stop. And I just want to encourage you, never stop believing that there must be a way out. There must be hope because that's what the kingdom's about. The kingdom of God brings hope. And there is a light and there is light that must exist outside of the walls that we find ourselves in. So Romans chapter 12, verse 2, renewal of the mind is a powerful thing. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. Okay, so... Uh, let me just go uh, and take an interesting tangent. One is the tangent of what we don't believe, what we misbelieve. Can I ask you this? How many kings went to see Jesus at his birth? James? Okay. Now, the only reason why James would say three is simply because there were three gifts that were brought to Jesus to his birth, uh, just after his birth. One was what? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, the Bible does not tell us three kings. But we have supposed that there were three kings because there were three gifts. But it actually says that they took two years to travel. There was a caravan, a caravan, not a caravan like we know today, but a caravan of camels and people and servants and, and, and kings, plural. Kings, plural. 
They say there could have been over a hundred kings that came from the east. That came from the east. Took a two year journey to, to see Jesus and they laid before him the gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. That's a mind bender, isn't it? If you didn't know that. But we've been trained to think a little bit kind of differently. We think it was three kings with a little bit of gold and a little bit of frank. No. No, it wasn't that at all. Uh, what was the fruit from the, ap- uh, from the tree where Adam and Eve, that Eve ate from? What was the fruit? We all believe it was the apple. There's nowhere in Scripture that says it was the apple. I mean, the apple's innocent, people. <laughs> it's an innocent one. Gala. Uh, what? It was gala, was it? Oh. It's been accused of the most heinous act for 6,000 years, the apple. But it wasn't an apple. It doesn't actually identify the fruit itself and what it was. Uh, many, think people, uh, many people think Jesus is white. When you think of Jesus in your head, uh, you'll often probably go to a white person uh, or, or something like that. It's not that Jesus was white. It's just that most people want Jesus to be white. What about this? Money is the root of all evil. Don't touch money, it's it's the root of all evil. You can't have money, it's the root of all evil. What's the truth? 1 1 Timothy 6 verse 10 says, Oh, the love of money. There we go, you know that, you knew that, didn't you? It's the love of money, that's the root of all evil. But uh, we've grown up with some things that we kind of have misperceptions about, misconceptions about. And, And some of us have had a wrong Theology, that we need to get right. Was Jesus poor? He was born in a stable brain. Yeah, but that's because he didn't have, there was no room anywhere else. It wasn't because he couldn't afford it. He tried to get it. The, the parents tried to get him and the parents tried to have the birth in something a little bit better than a stable, but that's all that was left. That's all there was. They gambled for his clothes. They didn't want to tear his clothes. When he was out dying on the cross, they took his robe. They didn't want to tear his clothes. So they gambled for it. I wonder if, like, when, you, you know, when you're selling your clothes on Marketplace, are people gambling for your clothes? Don't want to tear it. Want to look after it. Must have been pretty special. Must have been pretty special. Surely, Jesus had seven women supporting his ministry. Two of them came out from a government leadership level. Uh, Jesus had influential people supporting him. He also had a full-time accountant. (laughs) Judas was an accountant. And he was embezzling the money. And even the disciples didn't know he was embezzling the money. So there must have been something there that was... A little bit more than 50 bucks, because I know when I've lost 50 bucks, I've really lost it. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> God says, I want you to prosper, and if you keep my word in your mouth, and keep my word in your mind, and observe to do all that's written in it, you will be prosperous and have good success. That's not just financial, that's every part of your life. Why would God tell you He wanted you to prosper and have good success? if he didn't want you to. Well, that was for the Israelites though, Brent. That was Old Testament. It's not New Testament. Um, Look, seriously, we can't discount Scripture to appease our own mindset. What's if I'm OTT, but you're UTT? I'm over the top, you're under the top. And I'm trying to get you midway. Well, God's trying to say something to you that says, hey, there possibly is something more than where you are at right now. Are you willing to think beyond? Or have you just settled? You've just settled for the status quo. This is it. This is my lot. And this is the way it's going to be. That is not kingdom thinking in any way, shape or form. Yes, you're to be content with what you have. Absolutely. 
But there's also another angle to that contentment, that in your contentment, you, you, there's a knowing of a something greater and something more that, has, that God has for your life. Do you believe that? Could, could you believe that? Okay, now let me smack the devil in the head because I'm, I'm going to bring to you some of the th- reasons uh, why the devil doesn't want you to live that abundant life. Okay, number one. He hates you. He hates you. And he hates God. He hates you. He wants you poor. He wants you miserable. He wants you sick and he wants you ugly. (laughs) If you go to the side of town where there is more poverty, you'll find more pain, more hurt, more divorce, more dysfunction and more crime. And that's true. The devil has come to what? The devil has come to steal, kill or destroy. And the devil wants to steal from your life. And he wants to hold, put you in a holding pattern that feels like you've got walls around you, no windows, no bars and there's no way of getting out. Number two. The devil wants the church small, poor, and insignificant. He doesn't want the church large, powerful, and influential. We just keep it baby Jesus, not Lord. Number three, the devil wants all the money to stay in evil and sinful works. That's what he does. That's what he wants. Number four. Satan wants to enforce the curse of poverty on the earth. God made everything to be fruitful. He said to go forth and multiply and increase. Lack and poverty is a curse. Number five, the devil wants to discredit God's word. In other words, has God really said? Is his word really true? He wants to make out that God he wants to make out God to be a liar and get you to believe God's word doesn't work for you. Number 6. Satan wants to dominate and control society. That's his whole aim. Whoever controls the money con- controls society, the golden rule. Whoever has the gold makes the rules. Number 7. Satan doesn't want Christians having money to help the poor. And number eight, Satan wants to promote sickness and death, poverty and lack. And as I said before, how come when Jesus showed up, all that changed? All of that changed. Sickness became healing. Darkness became light. Barrenness became fruitfulness. And poverty became abundance. God wants me to have a great marriage. God wants me to have great kids. God wants me to have a great life. I'm not just getting by. Okay, 10 reasons why God wants you to prosper. Should we go to there? 10 reasons why God wants you to prosper. Number one, it's his nature. It's his nature. God is El Shaddai. El Shaddai means the God who is more than enough. He is more than enough. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. His grace is sufficient for me. There is is more than enough in Him for you to be living in an abundance of life. Even in your lack, even in your shortage, you can have an abundant mindset and you can live an abundant life. When the woman who was sick touched Jesus, she got healed. Why? Because healing is in him. Zacchaeus was a rotten scoundrel of a tax collector. He climbed a tree, a little wee man, climbed a tree. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And Jesus said, Zacchaeus, you come down. 
from coming to your place for tea. Okay, all right. <coughs> Zacchaeus, a rotten scoundrel of a tax collector, paid by the Roman government to steal from the Jews. He gets around Jesus and says, I'm, I'm, uh, once he got around Jesus, once Jesus came into his world and came into his life, what did he say? He said, I'm gonna give half my money to the poor and all of whom I've stolen from, I'm gonna pay back. But not just replace, I'm gonna pay back four times more. An encounter, one encounter with Jesus and an abundant mindset from somebody who was holding everything to himself, who was stealing, who was hoarding, suddenly comes to, to a kingdom mindset and begins to pay back. Four times more. What made this man so radically different? the presence of God and the power of God because that's God's nature. He's, he's holy, He's good, He's love and you hang around God enough, long enough, you're gonna prosper because that's the way He is. Peter's fishing all day, all night, gets nothing. Jesus says, hey, Peter, go out again. Peter's the master of fishing. Jesus was a carpenter. What does Jesus know? And yet, yet, what does Peter say? He says, oh, well, okay. Um, nevertheless, at your word, I will do it. And what happened? He got a net breaking, boat sinking catch of fish. He got more than enough. Jesus fed 15,000 people. There's 5,000 reg men registered. So they're saying that out of the 5,000 men, there would have been at least... Uh, maybe a woman and a child uh, there as part of that. That's 15,000 people with five loaves he fed them with and two fish. And they had so much left over, 12 basketfuls left over. He's the God of more than enough. He is El Shaddai. Some of us are worshipping El Cheapo. <laughs> when we should be worshipping El Shaddai. You with me? Another reason why God wants you to prosper so that He can establish His king, covenant kingdom throughout the earth. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, God gives you the ability so that His kingdom can be established on this earth. Number three, God wants you to prosper so you can provide for the storehouse, which is the church. Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. That's Old Testament, Brent. We don't abide by the Old Testament. No, but at least it's a principle. It's something to get your head around. It's, it's actually, it's a, it's a base kind of dynamic. It's not the be all and end all. In fact, possibly the New Testament was more about living a generous life that was over and above. Beyond, there's an abundance that flows when we connect with the Word of God, if you believe the Word of God and you hear the Word, of, hear the Word of God and believe the Word of God and allow these things to become active in your life, then you will be prosperous and successful wherever you go. Number four, God wants you to prosper to keep finances out of the control of the devil. I will prevent the devourer Malachi 3.11, I will prevent the devourer from stealing your crops. If you bring in the tithes and the offerings, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Every dollar Satan has, has puts drugs, pornography, alcohol, uh, and sex into somebody's life. Everybody, every dollar, sorry, the church gets is gonna help deliver the Word, help build vision, bring destiny, it's gonna bring purpose into somebody's life. Every time somebody is brought to Christ, another income is released from Satan's control. Ooh, can't touch that, Brent, I am. Every time a person, woman or a man is raised up from within the church, is taking finances from the world and being handed to the righteous. I believe that. Number five, one of the reasons why God wants you to prosper is so you can help the poor. Jesus told the disciples to help and love the poor. God wants you to, God wants you to make a difference in the world. 
So I'm trying to think that that rich person over there or that person over there has got all that he needs or she needs. What about you? Take responsibility. We're shirking responsibility when we're not applying kingdom rules to our life. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17, He who gives to the poor lends to the Lord and God will pay back what He's given. What a great scripture. Proverbs 19, verse 17. Number six, the reason why God wants you to prosper is so you can honour and glorify Him. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10. Honour the Lord with your what? Wealth with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. This is not a tithing message. This is not a giving message. This is a kingdom principle. There are things that God has called us to live by that will actually unlock us out of the prison that we feel that we are living in. Number seven. So you can leave an inheritance for your family. Proverbs 13, 22, a wise father leaves an inheritance for his who? Children's children. The average person dies today leaving not even enough for their funeral expenses. And God says, you've got to leave something for your children's children. And yes, that may be morality, may be uh, love, may be things that you that go beyond the finances of your life. Absolutely, because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about an abundance. But it's all inclusive. It's not just one thing or the other. Kingdom is many, many things. Number eight, God wants you to prosper so that you can prove the sincerity of your love. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2 to 8. Verse 8, we could read verse 8. God, give to prove the sincerity of your love. So you say you love me, what have you done for me? Number, number, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, listen to this, verse 11. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground. In the land he swore to your forefathers, forefathers to give you. The Lord will open the heavens. Declare this over your life today. God wants to open the heavens. The storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land and season and to bless all the work, all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. If you're running, I'll chase you down. If someone's breaking into your car, it's to install a brand new stereo. Number 10, the reason why God wants you to prosper and to be successful is because He's a good God and delights to bless His children. Psalm chapter 35, verse 27, the Lord is be exalted. He delights in the well-being of His servant. I love my kids. I wanna do good to them. I wanna bless them. How much does God wanna do that for you? John 10.10, Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and to have it more abundantly. God wants you to prosper abundantly. And by the way, I've seen people prospering financially and yet living in poverty in their own minds, living relationally dysfunctional, even though they've got a lot of money. So this ain't just about money, folks. It's about every aspect of our life. Living the kingdom life. What's lacking in your life? What is it you don't quite believe yet? What is it that you're believing for and reaching out for, but you've given up on? What is it that God wants to say and want to do in your life today that, that, that brings a change for 2024 for you? Who is it that God created you to be that you've, you've given up on? What have you forgotten that you need to remember again? What is it that God put in your hand that was meant to multiply and increase, but instead became lack and limited and short? 
Are you living under the curse or are you living under the blessing of God? No matter, I'm not talking about your circumstance or your situation, although that's an indicator. It's not the be all and end all. It's actually what's going on in here, in your mind. This morning I said some things that might have upset you, that was meant to be. And it wasn't meant to, to be so that you walk out of the church in a huff. It was actually meant to be so that you would humble yourself before God and say, God, I need to get that right. Because if I don't get it right, I'm gonna, it's just gonna be same old, same old. Some of you are living in sickness because you don't believe in healing. Some of you are living in poverty financially because you don't believe that God wants to bless your life financially. So you're holding everything to yourself. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. But there's a lot of things that you're probably holding on to. Hurt, pain, unforgiveness, bitterness. That's limiting your life and you feel like you're in those walls. Those walls are around you. I tell you, I'm telling you, it's time to get some supernatural power and to bust on through. Don't make a window. Don't make a door. Just bust on out. We'll help you. We'll get the ropes. We'll, we'll you know, bash some nails into the into the wall and tie the ropes up and you know get a horse or something to. Oh, sorry. I just an old western just came to mind right there. Got to find some dynamite. Blast some things. The Holy Spirit is a dynamis power. Dunam, dynamite is the word where the dynam, is where the word dynamite comes from. The dynamis power of the Holy Spirit can bust some things from your life, never to be the same again. And once you've got it, you settle it in your mind. You watch what happens around your life. You're not eating from a pie anymore or a pizza. You're, you're, you're in overflow. You're drinking from a fountain. You're drinking from a river, a river that brings life, that brings hope and healing to the nations. And that's for you. And that's for you. And that's for you down the back. And that's for you over there. That's for everybody. And if you can't receive it, there is something wrong. You've got an issue. And it's not about taking a pill and getting over it or building a bridge. It's about getting back to the Word of God. And what is the Word of God actually for you? What's saying to you? And what's the Word of God for you? Yes, you can have a better marriage. Absolutely you can. Yes, you can have a better life. Let the Word of God become real. Let it become your truth. It's the truth that you have in your head right now that's keeping you down, keeping you limited. That's a lie. That's a lie. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Father, I pray right now in the Name of Jesus, that You'll come like that dunamis force and begin to break the mindsets that are holding us back from being who You've called us to be so that we could tell the world, we could show the world, show the world that they're loved by You, God, a God who's good, that we can hold on to something that truly is truth, not some fantasy, not some mythical being, somebody who wants to be with us every single moment of every single day. That even though we're going through difficult times, hardships are only but a season. And in the season, we don't have to fear because God is with us. The abundant mindset does not live in fear, anxiety and worry. The abundant mindset says God is with me. God is with me. Therefore, who can be against me? Father, I pray in the Name of Jesus, every eye closed, every head bowed, that there be a knowing today that the Holy Spirit is igniting something new in our world, in our life, that shakes something. God wants to shake you and make you to be fully functional, purposed for the Kingdom of God. Not limited, 
not insecure, not low self-esteem, but to be confident in the things of God. Therefore, be courageous, be strong, be courageous. For the Lord God Almighty is with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you don't know God, you'll never know what it is to prosper and be successful. If you don't know God, you'll never know what it is to understand or even, even get an inkling of the abundance of God. And you may be rich in your bank account, but poor in your spirit, in your soul, and in your mind. And Jesus said, I've come so that you might have life in all its fullness. There's a fullness that you need. It only comes from Jesus Christ. And this morning, I just wanna speak to those who have never really fully committed, never really fully surrendered. You've you've held off, you've backed off, you've, you've kind of maybe even looked at Christianity and thought, wow, it's a real sacrifice. Yes, it is, but it costs you nothing. It's a free gift. It costs you nothing, but it costs you everything. It's a weird scenario. Once you step in, once you step over that line and you give God your life, the sacrifice is worth it because now you have somebody who created you leading you. When you have somebody who's created you leading you, because they've created you, they know better than you. There is a way that seems right to a man or a woman but the end thereof leads to death. But there is a way God has for you. And when you connect with Him and you allow Him to lead your life, then He leads you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He's the restorer of life. He wants to restore this morning. He wants to restore your world. He wants to restore your life. You feel like you're here, you're here this morning. You know that, that there's been a, a real limiting, a real taking back, a real taking away from the things that God's really wanted for your life. God wants to restore you. He wants to pay. He wants to restore you back. He wants to pay you back, not just give you back what you had, but something better, four times more, 10 times more, a hundred times better than what you've had in the past. That's the God's restoration. So if that's you this morning saying, Brent, well, man, that's only God's restoration in my life. I need that abundance of living, that abundance of life. I need to connect with Him. That's the first thing. I've got to connect with God. I've got to make Him my Lord. I've got to make Him my friend. I know I need Him in my life. And if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. Say, Brent, oh, this is me. That's what I'm doing this morning. God bless you over there. Anybody else? Say, Brent, just pray for me this morning. God bless you down the back there. Fantastic. Anybody else over here as well? Anybody else? And Brent, would you pray for me? Just looking around. Yep, over here. God bless you. God bless you over here as well. Anybody else? Over here. Amazing. Oh, you can put your hands down. That's amazing. Well, I'm believing for you. We're, we as a church are believing with you. Those of you who have responded to this, we're believing with you that God's about to do something new in your life, something far greater than you've ever known. So, Father, I thank you for the abundant flow, Lord, that's here even this morning. I thank you for your abundance, God, and I pray by the power and the anointing of your Holy Spirit that you would move mightily upon these ones that are responding in Jesus' Name that brings a restoration, a restoration of life, a restoration of hope, a restoration of purpose, a restoration of the promises of God in their life today. That Lord, as they are raising their hand, that God, that there is something, Lord, within them that is saying, God, I'm sorry. I've been leading my own way and I've been leading my own life and I know it's, it's just not going the way it should. It's leading to something other than life. And there's a recognition this morning, God, of the dunamis power that's available. The Holy Spirit, and I pray, Holy Spirit, you just come now and come upon them. Come and fill them to overflowing. May they know what it is to be led be empowered and to be filled with the Holy Spirit 
in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, never the same again. And I pray that alongside that dunamis power comes a renewing of the mind, a renewing of the mind in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, everybody who wants to kick the devil in the head with me, how about you stand? I'm going to pray a prayer. I'm going to pray a prayer. I'm just going to come against the work of the enemy that's tried to keep you down. Break the power of God. Up. Break the power of God. Believe for the power of God to break that spirit of poverty. How many of you kind of feel like you've got a spirit of poverty around your life? I know I did one point in my life. And, uh, and I know that that's, uh, that wasn't a God thing. Absolutely. So Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, we just bind that poverty spirit, that poverty mindset, where the devil has, has uh, got our attention and the things, Lord, that should have been of your attention. We just break that hold right now. What we've agreed, we've agreed with the devil and aligned our life with the devil. We disalign ourselves from him now in the name of Jesus. And we say, devil, you have no part in our life whatsoever. We bind your works. We break your hold in Jesus' Name. And we pray for the power of God to be so evident in our life. Holy Spirit, come and fill the emptiness. Come and fill those empty areas, Lord God, that we've now handed over to You, God. I pray that You'd come and bring such an evidence of the freedom, not being bound by those walls anymore but the freedom that You bring to us in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Come on, why don't You just praise Him? Come on, why don't You give Him thanks? Come on, God's wanting to bust something over your life. Yeah, you can, you can praise Him, you can clap. Come on, you're busting, He's busting something over your life right now in the Name of Jesus. No poverty anymore, no lack anymore, no shortage anymore. Abundant living, an abundant mindset that brings you into a new place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Come on, the power of Jesus, the name of Jesus, all powerful. Over every heart and every mind. That's right, come on, an abundance of peace over your life, over your mind in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. That's right. Come on, that's the truth. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like fire. Yes, Lord. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is love. You'll break every stronghold. Thank you, Lord. All right, let me read some of these out to you because they're kind of unfitting in regards to what's being said. Someone's written a text me saying, there are people in this room that may see life in God as a part-time life, but God purchased your life through the sacrifice of Jesus for you to live in God full time. Uh, For Alex and Ruby, Alex, and Ruby, Alex and Ruby, Ruby and Alex. Where's Alex? Somewhere. Oh, Alex and Ruby. Is there an Alex and Ruby here? Oh, sorry, yes. I was thinking Alex and Ruby. But anyway, Alex and Ruby. Hi, guys. Nice to have you here. Here we go. I, I, I don't pre read these, so I don't know, you know, it's like, it's pretty random. 
But the Lord sees your yes and has, no, sorry, the word's not random. It's just random that I do this. The Lord sees your yes and has you in the right place. The sacrifices you have made are about to turn to blessings. Keep pressing in and believing for what is to come. Awesome. How's that? That's good, eh? Uh, When I was in church last time, I felt God say, babies, babies, and more babies. Here a baby, there a baby, everywhere a baby, baby. In our church family. I have that word again today. So let's claim it in Jesus' Name. Here's a word for the church. Social media, if unchecked, can fuel comparison, envy, insecurity, and distraction, keeping His people in wrong thinking and destructive patterns of living. God wants His people filled with the beautiful truth of His Word daily, walking in step with His Spirit, bringing the Kingdom to earth and seeing breakthrough in every area of life. Seek His Kingdom first and everything else will be added to us. Amen. Oh, look at this. Here's another text. Seek first God's Kingdom and His righteousness and these things shall be added to you. God is breaking an addiction from someone's life today. Believing for that in Jesus' Name. Uh, Providing the way of escape. God's given you a a way of escape today uh, that you may be able to endure it and to be set free in Jesus' Name. I pray for that person, whoever that is right now, in the Name of Jesus, that addiction gone. A miracle work of God that breaks you free from the addiction of times gone by, of the past, of the hurt, of the pain, of the unforgiveness, of the bitterness, of of, of the shame, of the guilt, of the condemnation in Jesus' Name that breaks you out of the addiction that's been caused because of that thing. In Jesus' Name, thank You, Lord. Uh, Here's a word, needing more, question mark, give more. Needing more, give more. There we go. Everyone feeling all right? So Father, I thank You for this morning. Pray Your blessing on every single person and Your favour on us all as we go today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless everybody. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info or visit our website.